Hello and welcome back to the Francisca Show. Today we have a super special episode because it is a new category that I'm adding that we will have from time to time featuring rising stars, the younger generation coming and entering the world of performing arts. So today we have an under 18 superstar. Her name is Rifki Saxon and she is from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And she began voice training at the age of 10 with Jamie Fair, founder of East End Performing Arts, and sings a variety of musical styles, including opera, country, and rock. Programs Rivki has participated in includes Atara's Weekend for Women in the Arts, Arts Camp to Smart Shoshana, and NCSY's She's Got Talent, as well as being part of Shayla Tells's music video for Invisible and her own music video for Honey, You'll Survive. In her free time, Rivki enjoys scuba diving and reading and is honored to be on Francisca's podcast. So welcome, Rifki. This is so excited. You. you are the first of our Rising Stars category edition podcast episodes. <laughs> Yo, thank you so much for having me. Of course. We are so happy to have you because you're representing the younger generation and the rising stars. I know I keep saying that, but I'm so excited to have this new category because it changes things up. It gives us a whole new perspective on the performing arts industry, it gives us the perspective of the, it's all ahead of me. So when did you discover your voice, Rifki? <laughs> um, so my parents say that I was singing before I could speak, which I'm sure every parent says. Um, but I feel like I remember, maybe it's my imagination, but I feel like I remember one time sounding out words of a song that I guess I didn't realize they were words yet, but I remember sounding them out um, in a tune. And um, when I was seven years old, I, my family was on vacation and there was karaoke. And I did that. Um, it started out, there was a couple singing Sweet Home Alabama. And then the, um, the wife was shy. And then during the interlude, she went off stage. And then they were like, wait, the song's not over yet. So she didn't want to go back on. So they were like, oh, we need someone to finish the song. So I hopped on stage at seven years old. And I finished the song. And I loved it. And then from then on, anytime I was in karaoke, I would always do God Bless the USA. Um, and I loved it. And the audience loved it because she was this little girl. And then um, at 10 years old, my parents hired a uh, voice teacher for me, uh, Jamie Fair, founder of East End Performing Arts, like you mentioned. And I've been training with her for the past seven years. That's amazing. So voice is primarily what you're training in? Yeah. It's super cool because I'm talking to someone who's actively doing regular school in addition to music education. Usually when I'm interviewing adults, women it's in their past and we all pretend like oh we did it all but we're actually talking to someone who's jumping from one thing to another right now and um so yeah, tell me how do you juggle all your schools and all your responsibilities well it's funny right now um this is in the middle of the school day and i have a free period and then lunch so i ran back home i'm doing this and then i'm running back to school um, it is, it is sometimes hard to fit music work and school work into the same day. Um, so what I try to do is, you know, I go to school, I do my work and I won't, let's say, leave school to go to the studio, even if that means the song will, you know, get pushed off, um, getting produced. But, um, but then I do my music work when I come home and I, I try to fit it all in and it, it is stressful at times. Do you play any musical instruments? I don't. I, I've done piano lessons and guitar lessons for a little while and I just I stopped because voice is primarily like you said 
what I do. Your specialty. So <laughs> cool. And who produces your music and how much have you produced so far? Okay, so um, my first song, Honey, You'll Survive, uh, which is available on iTunes, um, that, that an, was produced. Is that an original or a cover? Yeah, that's original. Okay. Um, it's my first original I produced with Jake Antelis in his studio in New Jersey. Um, and hmm, my second song, which is, it's technically a cover, and my sister adapted lyrics for Melech Malchayam Machim by Ayal Golan. That I actually did at home on GarageBand. She wanted me to just make her a recording of the song that she wrote. Um, so I did, and then it turned out really nice. So I decided to use it as a cover. Um, and then my other songs, Homeland, um, that's co-written with Jessica Schechter, um, that my dad hired a guitarist named Sharon Hawk to come to our house and play with me. And it was just live audio and, and, uh, audio and video in our living room. Um, and then Dear Computer, which is a rock song that I produced this past summer, we did in a local studio in Pittsburgh that we found. And that's also where we've been doing um, some of my uh, latest covers. Um, this one's For the Girls by Martina McBride, uh, Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror, and uh, Half Hour I'll Go from the Nubu Moana. Uh, and that's where we've been doing those covers. That's amazing. I wonder, how is, how is the Friends situation? Are you... What do your friends think of you? Is it hard because you're doing all this uh, rock star, pop star stuff on the side? How does that affect your relationships and your social life? Um, so I'll tell you, I was really worried about it in the beginning. Um, and I didn't want my friends to resent me and I didn't you know, want them to treat me any differently. But they've been amazing and they haven't treated me any differently, which I, which I love. And it keeps me grounded. And, um, and they're certainly supportive. Um, this past September, I did a concert. It was an open mic followed by a concert in my community. And, and I was nervous about performing in front of my peers, but they were totally there for me. Um, they thought it was really cool. And they, you know, they like to play my songs and, um, and, you know, and at the same time, they don't treat me any differently. It's just like, oh, hey, there's Rifki. It's not like there's this famous whatever. It's, you know, it's just me, which, which I like. That's so nice. You're very blessed, <laughs> and I'm happy you appreciate it. Who is your biggest supporter in your family? I mean, you can't do this all on your own. Clearly, things cost money, and you are still underage. I'm assuming you're not working yet. So who's yeah, your no. biggest supporter, and how does it work? Um, definitely my parents, hands down. Um, my dad has been amazing. He's like my techie. He's, he's like my manager. Um, he he got me my equipment at Guitar Center for my shows. Um, he helps me set up my equipment. Usually it's him who takes me to my concerts and helps me set up. And he's always, he spends hours, um, whether it's getting my songs on iTunes or whatever needs to be done, he's on it. And as far as, you know, he loves, he loves listening to my music. He listens to my songs far more than I do. Um, and also my mom has been incredible. She drove me to Baltimore um, one night to do an open mic there. And, um, and she also, she gave the money for my music video for Honey, You'll Survive. And that came very generously from her. And both my parents, I certainly could not do any of this without them. That's really incredible. So you really tapped into a lot of the organizations available out there to us today, like Atara, the Kalisha Facebook group, the NCSY program. She's got talent that I've never even heard of. I'm sorry. <laughs> and what else was there? Oh, and Leigh Gottfried, Jessica Schefter, Shandell and Tellus. I read a little bit about Nahama Cohn, how she's affected you. So you've really 
network a lot and clearly you you've made yourself known to a lot of other musicians and uh, incredible artists out there um, so what's my question okay so how did you get yourself involved in Shandell and tell video and um, I, I have so many questions <laughs> so let's start with this one yeah all right, so um, Leah Gottfried was my drama coach uh, my first year in Tismara Tishana, which is this amazing um, visual and performing arts camp. And um, Jessica Schechter is usually the drama coach there, but that year it was Leah. And so I met her. I was in her drama class. And then towards the end of camp, she said, oh, well, um, you know, later, I think this year, I'll be doing this. Um, I'll be directing a music video for Shane Delantelis. So I think you'd be really good for the part. So would you be interested in that? I said, yeah. And um, and then, okay, great. I went home. I didn't think anything of it. And then uh, she calls me up and um, she said, you know, I have, you know, we have this music video if you want to come to New Jersey. So my dad drove me there and uh, we shot the whole day and it was really, really fun. And I had known, had I known her before? I had heard of Shandell and Tellis before that, but uh, I'm not sure if I met her. She came and performed at a, at a sleepaway camp that I went to when I was 10. So, I, so I've had heard of her from there. Amazing. So that really came onto your lap, and that's because of the connections you made in Tismort Shoshana. Yeah. So camps like these and programs like the ones we mentioned really do a lot. So oh, I'm yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever went to a camp like this. I mean, I didn't because I don't think it existed. I also didn't live in this country. <laughs> I met you. Well, no, this is amazing. I'm so happy that whatever is being done now is actually helping and creating the nourishing environment that, you know, we're trying to build here. So I've heard a little bit about your Kolisha struggle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and obviously we all have it. So I'd like to hear more about yours and what your perspective on it is. Yeah. All right. So, um... So when I was doing the karaoke, that was all before I was bas mitzvah, and then it came to my bas mitzvah, and I actually dreaded it, um, because then I couldn't sing for these mixed audiences, and it's not like I really wanted to sing in front of men, but, but you know, not having that totally limited, that was before I heard of, you know, Atara, Kalisha, Facebook group, um, all these things, um, and... So I thought my singing days were over. So I did it because, you know, it was halakha. I was like, okay, fine, I'll follow it. But I didn't like it. And it wasn't until, um, I believe I was 16, um, when I talked to Nahama Cohen about it. Because I said, I have to have a reason. I have to have a better reason for why I keep Alicia. People ask me, I need to have a better reason. So um, she really helped me. Um, she explained to me that it really protects it protects me. Um and, you know, it does limit my possibilities as a singer, but it really protects me from being sucked into the whole mess of celebrity and um, exploitation and fame. And, and, you know, you see people go into Hollywood and even these child stars and they are so sweet when they're little and then they grow up and it's so much pressure all the time. Um, and, and it's their whole life and it, and it just messes a lot of them up. Um, but I'm protected from that because I, I, I don't even have that option. So there's no way I can get sucked into it. And I really appreciate that. And also the fact that it can't be my entire life means that I have room for other things that I like to do. That's 
very mature way to look at it. I don't know if that's ever going to make me happy. <laughs> but if that works for you, I'm so happy. And I'm okay to admit that I still haven't found something that resonates with me and that makes it okay for now. I'm just <laughs> negative about it like you were before. <laughs> okay, moving on. I, so you're in 12th grade and you're looking into seminaries next year. So I'm not going to ask you yet where you got and where you didn't. I think it's a very hot topic. And <laughs> you are welcome. So you, find out in February. you find out in February, right? Yeah. Okay, so I won't ask where you applied and how many places you applied to. We'll keep that a secret for now. Next year, everyone will find out where Rifki went. But I heard rumors that you want to stay in Israel after you go to seminary. And how does someone so young who has so much familial support is ready to just leave it all and start from scratch? Have you ever even been to Israel? I have. Um, I've been there, I believe, three times. Um, I say I believe because there was one time when I was little. I don't know if that counts. But let's say three times. Um, and, yes, it counts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I realized, okay, well, the reason I want to live in Israel is because I've seen I think, in short, I think it's the best place to live. I mean, it sounds very cliche, but I don't know how else to say it. Um, and I've seen a lot of things in America that I don't really like, and I think Israel is the place. Um, but I realize that it's a lot easier said than done. Um, so I can't say for sure whether I'll you know, make it in Israel. Um, I'll have, I have yet to uh, figure that out. But I have um, two of my siblings made Aliyah, and I have cousins there, and I think... You know, this is not for sure, but I think that when I, after I graduate, you know, my parents are going to be empty nesters. So I think they're thinking about Aliyah also um, after I graduate. So I won't be that alone. I hear that. So you're pulling them. You're being the initiator and the leader over here, clearly. So that's amazing. Do you, you did mention how music might not be all that is to your life. So maybe you are looking at other, other fields is education, you know, post-seminary education, something in your horizon and your plans? If so, what are your interests and what are your plans? Okay, so, um, so after seminary, um, I would like to be a Krav Maga instructor for girls um, and have a class for girls. And I also want to uh, open a breakfast cafe in Israel. Um, but I realized that uh, restaurants are not that easy to open and um, not that easy to keep up. So we'll have to see uh, how well that works out. But that's that's my dream for right now. Amazing. That's the Krav Maga. So are, have you been taking Krav Maga? Um, I have not taken any formal classes, um, but I've learned from uh, people in my family. Amazing. I've learned some here and there that I would like to continue. So you want to become an instructor. Yeah. Cool, because it took me about two years of doing yoga to decide that I wanted to, <laughs> to train to become a yoga instructor. And we'll see how we could include that into my musical life. So my next question is, what are your dreams and plans for your music? What do you see yourself doing in the future with it? What are your expectations as well as your dreams? So... Um, I would really like to write more songs, honestly, and produce more of my own songs. Um, 
really primarily I'm a singer and the songwriting is something that I have to do to be a singer because you know I have to have some of my own songs um but it doesn't come as naturally to me so that's something I have to work on and then also you know with school and with um actually performing and all the other stuff it's hard to get that in there also um but I have to find time to do that and I'd like to I'd like to do a lot of concerts that's really why I got started in this and why my parents um did so much for me to be able to get here um is because they know I love performing so that's really the goal of this so you're a born performer it's yeah. funny because it's a little bit of the opposite of me I feel like I end up singing because I'm writing my music and somebody <laughs> needs to sing it if I want it to be heard so I call myself a default singer um <clears throat> yeah so something's pushing me on the other hand Cool. So would you like to go back? Have you been recruited to go back to the camp, like to Zmora Shoshana, to be counselor or coach? Um, no, I thought of it at one point. Um, but right now, it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to do that. Um, because I have the summer after I graduate, and I'm doing other stuff then, and then I have seminary, and then, you know, who knows after that. Um, so it looks like um, that was an amazing chapter in my life, but I think it's uh, coming to its end. Wow. Oh, well, well, giving back, I guess, is not on your horizon right now, which is okay. <laughs> First, you'll have to... Good. What? If I can in the future, you know, we'll have to see what the future holds. If I can, I would love to. That's 100% true, especially because you're considering moving to Israel. So, yeah. and his Shana is in the United States. You don't <laughs> want to be contradicting in the areas of direction your life is pulling you in yeah. or two. So that's so interesting. I'm so happy we got a little glimpse into your life. I'd like to close a little bit with how you like being in the performing arts world. Who, who do you look up to? Who do you feel like are your mentors? Um, well, I have to say it's amazing being in the performing arts world. Um, it's really cool. The people have been amazing. Um, having to self-promote and and stuff, it's um, it's made me a lot more assertive, um, you know, and having to just contact some random person and be like, hi, I'm Ruth Saxon, and I'm blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's, it's really helped me. Um, and the people, though, have been so supportive um, in, in helping me out and guiding me. Like Nahama Cohen, for example, like I said, I spoke with her and... And we didn't even know each other, um, but I got in contact with her, and she really helped me out. But I, I remember we met at Tismar Joshana once, yeah, and then I, you sent me a picture later on. We took a picture together. Yeah. Yeah, so I was there for a brief time, one year. Tell me about what you'd like there to be more for you. As someone in your perspective, I mean, as someone who is – who is growing up with all the things that are available today to us as adults, what do you feel like is lacking? What do you feel like there should be more of? What would you like there to be more for you? In the performing arts? Yes. Um, In the Jewish performing uh, arts. Um, well, I guess there have been, I can think of several times where there have been women um, performances and women's groups um, that strictly for women and, you know, not for kids and not for little girls. Um, and I understand, you know, you want to have just women, but 
I feel like at a certain point, where do you recognize that someone is um, more of an adult and more of a singer? Um, and I'm, I'm going through that right now because, um, you know, I'm still in high school. So by some, I'm looked at still as a little girl. And then it's like, wait, but but I'm a singer, you know, recognize me. So it's um, it's it's a balance and, and making that transition. Um, and I guess some people uh, treat it more nicely than others, I would say. Um, you, you understand what I mean by that? Yeah, your biggest challenge is that you don't just have to deal with Kalisha, with the women's performing arts, being in the performing arts world, adding the Kalisha part to it, adding the Jewish part to it, limited, 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 and then add, we're children, so we're excluded from anything that at all exists there, basically. Right. <laughs> the underdog of the underdog. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It, it is mind-opening to hear because I didn't have to deal with that. I, I don't know why. Well, I was part of a children's group, and our school <laughs> booked our tours for us, so we didn't have to. I'd never dealt with the managing part. But you are blessed and lucky because you do have your father uploading everything onto iTunes for you and, <laughs> and sharing things because I have to sit and click and, and read all those uh, restrictions and instructions and everything else that they make you do it's yeah. very complicated sometimes <laughs> um, so I have to do that all myself so in a way you are getting the extra help because um, for sure because you're younger and you also have you have all the connections you made by going to camp I yeah guess I could go there as a colleague as a as a staff member and also make connections well hopefully I will maybe I will oh yeah the experience was amazing it yeah it got me in touch with all these people I cannot be um where I am today without it amazing so let's close off with this all right how do you feel as a young artist how what your places what have been your biggest epiphanies about you as a Jewish female artist what do you feel like makes you different? What I, I don't feel like my question is so loaded. But like, yeah. to, I feel like you're getting what I'm asking. I, I, I well, I think so. We'll see in my answer. Um, one thing that uh, comes to mind first is that when I first started out, um, it was purely for me because I wanted to sing and I wanted to perform. Um, and now it's and it was I guess more selfish. Um, and now it's I've actually become more caring of of the message that I'm actually sending, um, and I and I want to send a positive message, and I want to impact teenage girls um, and women, but I primarily uh, my audience is to teenage girls, um, and to impact them positively. And um, take Honey will Survive for example. I feel like now if I can get one girl to rethink her relationship with guys. Then, then I've succeeded, and that's um, not something that I cared as much about before. But I really, I really have started to care a lot more now. Wow! So you really stepped into the role that you didn't realize was your role when you wanted it originally. Yeah. Now I, I guess I feel more of a responsibility to my listeners. That's really great because it's nice for young girls to have peer stars too. Yeah. Um, to learn from and to get inspired from. That's something I can't do because I'm not a teenager anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So that's really great. We're so excited you are on our show. We wish you much luck. Uh, Rifki organizes open mics and concerts and loves to perform. So when she's in your town organizing something or performing, make sure to go check her out, download her music on iTunes. We will post all the links, correct? Yeah. And stay tuned because Rifki and I, hopefully I'll have Rifki open up for me if our Pittsburgh show <laughs> happens. Hopefully it's in the works. And please come see us then. Yeah, and bring us out to your town if we're not already in your town. That's for sure. And buy Francisca's albums if you didn't. She is amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me on your show. It was really amazing. It was amazing.